This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. A country on the brink of disaster. Not just politically, but also economically. Have a look at this report. Last month, inflation in Pakistan touched a 60-year high, 6-0. The rate of year-on-year inflation hit 35.37% in March. This was the highest level that the country has seen since March 1965. If I speak of the Forex reserves specifically, they have fallen yet again. Last week, they shrank by $354 million after being on the rise for six weeks. And let's not even talk about the food prices. Last week, Pakistan's retail inflation peaked to 47%, with the rates of essential commodities touching the skies. The price of flour surged by a staggering 120.66%. The price of onions surged by 228%. The price of tea by 94.6%. Price of eggs by 79.56%. Now remember, these figures come just days after eight women and three children lost their lives in a stampede. This was during the distribution of food aid in the southern city of Karachi. That's the level of desperation that the country is witnessing. Overall, 21 people have died in such stampedes over food in recent days. Do you think that's bad? Then take a look at this report. The budget of Jammu and Kashmir is twice the size of the bailout requested by Pakistan from the International Monetary Fund. That's right. Last month, the government announced a $14.5 billion budget for the Union Territory. $14.5 billion. This money will be used for the development and infrastructure projects. Do you know how much money Pakistan has sought from the IMF? $7 billion only. So simply put, the budget of Jammu and Kashmir is way more than the money that Pakistan needs for survival. And this is embarrassing to say the least. You see, for decades now, Pakistan has peddled lies on Kashmir, pushed its propaganda on diplomatic platforms, and look at where that has gotten the country. As India invests in Kashmir's development, Pakistan is battling for survival every day. The question is, what is it doing to get out of this mess? We know that the IMF is certainly not helping. It is imposing one condition after another, stalling the release of the next bailout. The Arab world is not helping either. Last month, remember, Saudi Arabia said it will no longer be willing to bail out Islamabad. It refused to provide any more interest-free loans. And why is that? Because of Pakistan's inability to pay its loans, its inability to get the debt down, its inability to fix its economy. And this has irked the kingdom. And so it has scrapped the avenue of a bailout. Kuwait, by the way, is doing something similar. It is pushing Pakistan to pay its dues 
insisting on immediate payment of diesel purchase. It wants Islamabad to make the payment right at the time of purchase of diesel. It also wants Pakistan to clear its previous dues as soon as possible. What about China? Well, it is passing the buck as well. It is pushing the US to help Islamabad, saying that it has already done its bit. And we thought China and Pakistan were iron brothers. So Pakistan's last bet now is the United States of America. Have a look at this report. Later this month, Pakistan's finance minister will be leading a high-powered delegation to Washington to seek America's help. And reports say he will reportedly ask American leaders to nudge the IMF into releasing the next bailout as soon as possible. But the question is, will America help Pakistan? You see, just last month, Islamabad had skipped Biden's summit for democracy because it did not want to upset its friend China. And now, it expects the same America to bail it out. Will the Americans comply? They might just. But in return, they might drag Pakistan further into their proxy war, the one that's going on in Ukraine. Remember, for months now, Pakistan has been discreetly sending weapons to Ukraine and in return seeking financial assistance from the NATO countries. So when the Pakistani delegation visits Washington, they must be aware that any, hel any help will come at a price. A price that may prove to be diplomatically disastrous for Islamabad. And as the government of Pakistan struggles, so is the country's former Prime Minister Imran Khan. His legal troubles just don't seem to end. And what's worse, now even his wife is being dragged into them. Look at this report. Last month, Imran Khan's wife, Bushra Bibi, was summoned in the Toshkhana case, a case involving the sale of gifts from Pakistan's National Treasure House. Bushra Bibi allegedly helped her husband in selling those gifts to Dubai-based businessmen. And now she is facing the heat. And what is she doing about it? Well, last week, she moved the Islamabad High Court to challenge the notices that were issued to her. She urged the court to stop the authorities from converting the case inquiry into an investigation. And guess what? The court has complied. It has issued a notice to Pakistan's National Accountability Bureau for summoning Bushra Bibi without following the standard operating procedures. It says that the notices do not reflect compliance with the judicial orders. This may offer some temporary relief, but that does not mean the case is over. In fact, the court also said that it will not restrict the Bureau from taking the case forward, which basically means that both Bushra Bibi and Imran Khan will have to face the law. That is assuming they don't have another trick up their sleeves.